Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. DC is bombarding us with some new animated shows. Is Jeff Bezos the new James Bond? It's movie company merger mania. And from G.I. Joe to Harley Quinn, we have an inspiring discussion with a super special guest. Trying to color and not staying in the lines, it's Distance Nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil. And he's Jamez5000. And, and we're here to nerd together. Uh, guys. guys. Whoa. Hey. 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 Oh, Sorry. look at that. <laughs> you never closed the door. I, I forgot to. I'm, this is not my house. You're I'm supposed to lock the door before we enter the studio. Uh, well, anyways. I'm never going to lock the door if we get special guests like this. Yeah, this is a pretty big one, guys. Nerds. I don't know about you, but I'm a giant animation guy. I watch mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. not only cartoons, but just animated things and the guest that we have in the studio today is a man that has contributed to a lot of the things that i'm really into if you've watched animation in the last 25 years yeah yeah. you've seen his work oh yeah absolutely yeah the one the only brandon mckinney is in the house (laughs) hey guys great to be here great to see you both this is amazing this is so awesome that you're here i can't wait to talk let's get through this intro because i want to give brandon as much time as we can to talk to absolutely so guys we're here talking about anything pop culture movies music, food, wrestling, whatever it is you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, everything at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we've got Tom for Tacos, sponsored by Poddex. Holy special guest, Puddin', it's Brandon McKinney. The download. Some major movie movement this week. And starting rumors. What if I told you I had some MCU release date rumors? Then I would tell you I'm excited. Then you will be. You will be. But first. Let me get a shout out. Make sure to support your local businesses. Support Beehive Collectibles, our favorite local Sacramento collectible shop. Save that 15% off pre-orders, which I'm doing like every week. Yeah, I see that. At beehivecollectibles.com. Speaking of Beehive, that's where we met Brandon. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I actually met him a long time ago. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's where I met Brandon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah! Also, don't forget Toy Fusion, where you can find every vintage toy you can think of. Now that the weather is getting better, look for Toy Fusion to have sales and outdoor swap meets every month. Visit them off Arden Way in Sacramento or ToyFusion.com. All right, guys, it is time for Tacos, presented by Poddex. I'm so excited for this. Oh, yeah. So, so we've done a couple of these in the past, but this one by far is probably one of the biggest ones we've done. This is a very special one for me. So today we've got Brandon McKinney, artist, storyboard, director of DC Universe Harley Quinn animated series. It's crazy when I started looking up your IMDb. Right. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. It throws me off. I'm like, I can't believe he did that and that and that. Like we were talked about Harley Quinn, but like Scooby-Doo, more DC animated stuff, Marvel stuff, Transformers, G.I. 
Sideshow and Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Beyond. I didn't even know that until I saw your name like on the credits. I'm like, wait a second. Pause. Go back. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. It's so yeah, crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. And what's funny is he texted me and I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the portfolio, let's get to know you. So we got some fun questions for you. So what is something that people are nerding out on or obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Ah, man, that is a good question. And a few things crossed my mind, but I try not just with nerd stuff, but with life stuff. Mm-hmm. If I don't get why they're nerding out on it, I try to figure out why. Right. Yeah, you that's know? like the point of our show. Is, yep. <laughs> is, you know, country music. I'm not a big fan. There's good country songs. Yeah. Right. It's not my genre, but I get why people like it. Right. So as far as nerd stuff, the thing that crossed my mind was oh, Dragon Ball Z. What's with the spiky hair and the muscles <laughs> and the energy and the yelling all the time. And I'm like, you know what? If I were 10 years old watching those on TV, my head would have exploded. Right. Been awesome. I'm 34 years old and I'm still obsessed with it. There you go. <laughs> right. But you were probably watching it as a kid. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. So it imprinted. Right. So so I know a lot of it is just me being an old man going, ah, these kids, I don't get them in their cartoons. But, you know, there's a reason it's so popular. Right. I, yeah. It just, I haven't sat down and watched a whole episode. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't appeal to me being the age I am now and having missed it, you know. But And I what get... you grew up on compared to what kids are growing up on these days. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous too because yeah. a lot yeah. of the cartoons I grew up on were very old school, right. super yeah. friends. Oh, right, you know, right. Oh, Scooby-Doo, which yeah. is great. Little raggy. Right. And they were, it was great for the time, but you know, the animation's gotten better and better. Right. And well, thanks know. to you, they've gotten uh, better. You know, I'm <laughs> one, of, one of many. So I'm going to throw this me. out there as far as Dragon Ball Z goes. Yeah. So Dragon Ball Z kind of drags a little bit just because there's a lot of. <laughs> yeah, they turn five kind of minutes for. into a half an hour. Right. It, it drags um, balls. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, there's something called Dragon Ball Z Kai, and it's the shortened version of it. Mm, okay. Right? So it takes out a lot of the filler. Nice. There is all. Also, Dragon Ball Z Abridged, which is on YouTube. Okay. Okay. It is essentially the same thing. They cut out all the filler, but it's redubbed and yes. it's all adult jokes. Ah, but okay. it keeps the same plot and story. Nice. Right. They just add in a lot of like things to it. Dragon Ball Z Abridged is definitely something that you want to watch if you want to get into it. But yeah. it might throw it off a little bit because then if you go watch the real one, you're going to say like, oh man, he didn't make that one joke. Right. You know, but yeah, it's Tell good Tell me though. this. Is King Krillin a guy in Dragon Ball? Krillin's not really a king. <laughs> Oh, wait, just Krillin. It's just Krillin. Okay. Then I need to backtrack just a little chillin bit. Chilling like Krillin? Yeah. Shout out to Sonny Strait. Oh, yeah. Who's a voice actor on oh, nice. doing the dubs. Right. And he's in Dragon Ball Z. So yeah. I love Sonny. Yeah. I just don't get Dragon Ball yeah. Shout Kr- out to Sonny. Kr- Krillin right? kind of gets owned a lot in, in the show. Yeah. yeah. He was a big character in Dragon Ball in the original series when, yes. when Goku was a, was a kid. But he's kind of like a human and he gets passed up by like all these extreme like aliens that end up coming into the series. Okay. He's still strong for a human, but nice. I'm gonna have to go watch some Dragon Ball Z just to check out this uh, Krillin person. Shout out to Sunny. <laughs> yeah, you might have to check that out. Yeah, Sunny does some great artwork with Wendy and Richard Inney on ElfQuest. Oh, oh nice. Okay, cool. So that's how I met him was through them, you know, in comic. How cool is that? Yeah. So he's got two pretty badass jobs. That, you know, that yeah. was one of the questions I was gonna ask you. Like with your tenure and all the various shows and different properties you've worked on, like you must have met so many different people. 
It's it must be crazy. Yeah. Next question. Speaking of growing up, we have a segment called Growing Up Geeky. Hmm? What did you geek out on when you were a kid? It kind of all started Star Wars. Mm. You know, I'm kind of an old guy and was a kid when the first movie came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get to the movie theater enough times to right. watch it over and over and over. Oh wow. And because yeah, there's no VHS. It didn't premiere on just basic television for right. years. So I think I saw it about 30 times. Nice. You know, oh like matinees. And then that led me to comics because I'm like, oh, Marvel's publishing Star Wars comic books. Right. I'm going to buy those. Mm-hmm. Bought the movie adaptation then kept up with the series. Then, oh, hey, comics. Spider-Man's awesome. And right. I read him and that just blew up into... It was you like know, your gateway yeah. into this comic book world. Right. And a couple friends in my neighborhood would collect and trade them. And that there was a book called Contest of Champions where it brought in all the Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, oh, who's that guy? There's that actually a game awesome. based on that now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. I would play the heck out of it. So. It's a mobile game. It's kind of a pay-to-play, but I mean, it's called uh, Contest right. of Champions. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be downloading after this podcast. <laughs> nice. So, but that kind of, I'm like, oh, the X-Men are great. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars was the gateway into comics, which uh-huh. just led into that. And I grew up, like I said, watching Super Friends uh-huh. cartoons. Right. Same with me. Same, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I, I'm, I was a nerd from very early. Very, yeah. very cool. Like I, right now, like no joke, my pillowcase on my bed and I'm a 45 year old man <laughs> is my super friends pillowcase from when I was like five years old. Oh, wow. Like my mom brought it up, yeah. you know. I love it. My mom's an old Filipino lady. She doesn't throw anything right. away. So she, she's like, hey, do you want these? I'm like, oh my God, yes. yes. It's I want it. I want it all. I got a sleeping bag, I got pillowcases. It's great. It's got like Wendy and Marvin on it. Sure. You know? They predated the Wonder Twins. Exactly, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's great. I, I love it. I love it. Right. So you're in paid professional artist now Mm -hmm. so did you grow up like watching star wars reading comic books and just gotta start drawing everything or yeah you know it wasn't right when star wars came out but uh, playing dungeons and dragons with some friends Mm. and then you know starting by drawing stuff out of the comics but then my friends are like oh you draw well draw my character oh yeah you know that was kind of where i kind of first learned visualization turning somebody's written up character into an actual image right and you know i charged I think 10 cents for a black and white, 25 yes. cents to color it. And I've learned you have to up your rates the yeah. older you get. There you so go. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. A little more expensive. But yeah, so it was between all that Star Wars comics. That's my, awesome. I might have to commission you to draw out my character. You better have yeah. more than 10 cents. It's, 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 it's I mean, a dollar now? It's about, it, it, it's uh, about a buck. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. One, yeah, one Dogecoin? I don't know. <laughs> Dogecoin? Uh, no, no, it's, it's a Bitcoin. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. There's too many, too many coins out there. $200,000 currency right i don't get it <laughs> all right let's talk career stuff like okay. what you've worked on how'd you get there so what was your first job in the industry can we just call it the industry are we talking comics industry or animation or i'm talking what happened <laughs> what happened to you like coming out of high school well, let's go college, into your breakout going... like like what what kind of got right. you into anything like, like it, what was it comics that came first was it, it was animation that came first, first. yeah, yeah. so what was your breakout for comics my career would go comic books animation teaching mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've been able to do all three just in a weird order but it started with comics back in the late 80s there was the black and white boom ninja turtles Mm -hmm. just came out and anybody could Mm -hmm. put out any piece of crap story (laughs) and sell a bunch 
Yeah, um, let's take these turtles and make them daredevil and see if it works. Right, throw in ninjas, <laughs> right. you're good to go. But it works. Um, no, it, did, it, it, did. it really worked. So it was actually a company here in Sacramento called Silverwolf Comics. Mm. And the comic artist Ron Lim started there, Tim Vigil, Gary Amaro, and Phil Hester, who's big now in DC, okay. yeah. started at Silverwolf as well. And Nice. You know, I got paid grand to draw a whole issue of a comic in high school. Wow, oh, nice. Right? And then I drew two more and did not get paid for those. But, <laughs> you know, I wasn't dying for the money. I was getting published. And right. then something, you know, publisher collapsed, somebody else funded him, and uh-huh. I did get paid for Right, because I mean, those are resume builders at that. Yeah, and kind of just, it, it was more practice. The right. more pages you do, the better you get. Right. And I wasn't having to support myself. Yeah. So it I imagine like out. Jim Lee wasn't perfect when he first started, you know? Everybody's early art, you know, you see potential, but right. then you see it grow, right? Yeah. And but then in college, I, I think I got connected with Innovation Comics, working on Chucky oh, uh, wow. from Child's Play. Right. Wow. Wait, you where know? did you go to college? UCLA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. And they had an animation department. And I was very interested in that. So even though I was a fine art major, mm-hmm. you could take electives in mm-hmm. wherever. No, I could have taken biology, took every animation course I could and put together an idea, got a pencil test made and went to the Spike and Mike Sick and Twisted yeah, festival, festival of Animation. Yeah. It was a traveling film film festival, festival right. that would go around mostly the West Coast. Yeah. And they it was all had, shorts, right? It was all like shorts. Yes. Yeah. Brief films. Mm-hmm. The regular festival had like Oscar nominated stuff brilliant stories and then they had after midnight the sick and twisted festival which was just you know stoner college kids animating yeah gore yes. and silly it was jokes. it was like punk rock yes for like artists yes yeah it was and cool i remember that so i had this film and i went up to mike of spike and mike and said hey can i send you this film and he was super nice and he actually produced and finished up uh performance art starring chainsaw bob chainsaw bob right. <laughs> i remember right. seeing that on your imdb which, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> right. It's on my IMDb of it all is. things. I think it showed on some ah, MTV or something. Uh, Which would make sense. Sounds like an MTV thing. Like yes. it was back in the 90s. Yeah. 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 And then I, I actually got paid to make a Converse commercial with that character. Which that still makes MTV. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think I have it on videotape somewhere. But that was kind of animation starting uh-huh. early on. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Even though I was in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which is where mm-hmm. animation is, mm-hmm. right? I got to tour the Disney studios in Ooh. college. Oh, nice. I went, no, hold on. I'm going to make comics. Move back to the <laughs> Bay Area. I'm too good for you, Disney. No, I, well, it was a <laughs> smart choice because I wasn't quite ready for animation. Mm, got it. Right. I actually interviewed with Bruce Tim where they were making Batman the Animated Wow. Oh, yeah, man. What was Bruce Tim on before that? There, there's another Tiny big... Tunes. Tiny Toons. That's yeah. what it was, right. And he went on to make this brilliant ground breaking animated show right i was not i you know so right. it was kind of him to not hire me <laughs> yeah because right. then i could make all my mistakes somewhere else right figure it out plus that's when i got to draw comics for a few right weeks, you know and work with wendy and richard penny on elf quest mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. got to draw godzilla comics for a while nice. uh, yeah you know i got to write and draw elf quest comics i got yeah. to make my own three issue series that image published called journeyman very cool it was great and then in the very late 
90s, a friend of mine hooked me up, got me into Batman Beyond. Which oh, was, cool. Right, which that. is my first show. Which is kind of like cir- full circle, right? Because that's a Bruce Tim property. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. How cool was that? Yeah. So I ended up, yeah, kind of working just for needed Bruce some, Tim. Just, yeah. I needed seven years of practice. Right. right. Which was probably good, right? Like, yeah. get your chops down. Yeah. So do you have like a, oh my God, I made it moment? Was that interesting? Well, yes. One was seeing the first comic I did on a store show. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? That, that's cool. There's nothing better than right. I mean, even though it's among hundreds of others, you're right. like, I did that. That's pretty great. And then seeing awesome. your first episode of animation you board on play out on television. Yeah. The commercials and the full That's gotta be cool. Production, you know, with the ink paint sound, it's it's pretty amazing. So yeah, it was probably seeing Legion X one on the comic book store shelves. How cool. And tuning into I think season two of Batman Beyond and kind of seeing your names flash by in the credits, although you need kind of a magnifying glass because <laughs> they I move recall, so fast well they move fast and they also shrink the credits into a small corner right yeah so they can show you a big commercial yeah, for yeah. what's something coming right. up next kind of gogurt commercial or something <laughs> yeah yeah or hey coming up on animaniacs mm-hmm. you know, right which i get it's like but a Nesquik commercial or something, you know. It was uh, it was still cool to see. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a? I'm, I'm sure there's there's a ton of stuff, but is there a highlight that you can think of right now? You're like, this is one of my big moments. See, it's weird. Moments, no, but experiences. Experiences. Right. Do you know okay, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the moments are walking into the comic store or mm-hmm. watching right. it premiere on television. One of the best highlights just was recent. Was working in house at Warner Brothers on the Harley Quinn animated. Mm-hmm. Series seasons one and two was pre-pandemic, right? You know, and back just, in my day before the pandemic, I know <laughs> it, that's going to be such a right? marker in time. Now, I know, right? But we had a whole year where we were just at home. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, you know, watching shows and yeah. doing what work we could. But no, I I just vibe with the whole crew mm-hmm. from right. producers, directors, writers, and mm-hmm. it was a year and a half of just very hard work. Right, but right, right. It it came out great. Scripts were amazing. Oh man. They are amazing. They're really funny. Yeah, the last time we talked was before the first season came out. Yes. Because I remember we were trying to figure out how we were going to promote it and everything. And now right. it's two seasons are out. And like I was skeptical. I, I, I was kind of afraid of what it was going to be. Sure. My whole thing was like, okay, Kaylee Cuoco, I mean, she's funny in Big Bang, but I don't know how she's going to be as Harley. And she embodies Harley so well. And I remember you telling me like, no, you're going to be surprised when you watch it. Yeah. And I was. Because when I went and watched it, it just, the comedy is on point and <laughs> the characterization are done so well. Yes. Like, Kite Man stole the show from Right? <laughs> He's one of the best characters. Yeah. You're all Kite Man? Like, you're going to take such a B-list, low-level villain, yeah. and they made him so stand out. And lovable, and yeah. funny, and... So um, good. He's fantastic. And, and, of course, King Shark is just amazing. Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of that is Ron Funch's performance. Yeah, he's and great. I love his voice. Mm. Clayface is oh, pretty yes. hilarious, oh, too. Yeah. You know? I, okay, so I have this picture in my head for Clayface. I've always pictured him as kind of a like snot-nosed actor. Right. Like, one of these like I'm better than you guys. For them to make him a Shakespearean actor yeah. and, and do it that that route, like it just made it that much better for me. And yeah. and a method actor. Yes. Where yeah. He's got a whole backstory for right. everybody and you know. Yeah that that's what makes <laughs> No no he doesn't have yeah. a backstory. Yes he does. Yeah. Oh no <laughs> she's a divorcee and she, you know it just <laughs> I, and so good. So one of the highlights of that whole Harley experience was getting 
getting to sit in on a recording with Alan Tudyk, the actor who right. plays the Joker, Clayface right. and the Joker. Right. And first of all, he was the nicest dude ever. Yeah, that man can play anything. He's amazing. <laughs> so I got to watch him read the lines mm-hmm. for the first episode of Harley I directed. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Which was amazing. I didn't take pictures, but I did quick sketches of some of the poses. He was hitting, oh. saying the lines, and I put him into the show. So that oh, was nice. really cool. And so, yeah, just getting to see the actors perform. You know, Disney does that a lot, where they right. videotape their voice actors, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. use some of their expressions or well, body. Like language. famously, all of uh, Alice in Wonderland was that. Right. Alice in Wonderland was a full live performance that they recorded and then animated later. Yeah. 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 Tinkerbell, they did that too, mm-hmm. where they had an actual actress mm-hmm. and didn't quite rotoscope, but they used it to kind of block out inspiration. Some right. Yeah. 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 So I tried to do as much of that as I could in short time. So how did you how did you land that Harley Quinn? project was it like years of build up was it working with warner working with dc was how did you end up well there on harley gosh i'm trying to trace it back it was all <laughs> jennifer coyle who's okay. supervising producer i believe is her title i just call her queen b she's awesome <laughs> so she started shout as a board artist mm-hmm. and yeah shout out to jen and she started as a board artist and when we were both working at hasbro animation on gi joe mm-hmm. renegade Great show. I was Yeah, I had to show him that show. That show was so good. Isn't it cool? Oh, Cobra Commander. Yes. Was just because you... Cobra Commander was always so silly. Now, wait, are we talking Renegades, the series, or Resolute, the kind of adult swim one hour... Oh, I'm talking Resolute. Okay, Okay. I worked on both. Yeah. And it was Resolute that got me the job on Renegades, but so many G.I. Joe's. Yeah, Yeah. no, but I I was saying... Cobra Commander was good. Yeah, he was just... He meant business. Yeah. And like the the first introduction is like, oh, I'm going to bomb the UN and then it turns out to not be a bomb and it's like a hollow screen and he right. just like explains who he is and it's just like straight up like I'm a terrorist and these are my demands and then blows up Moscow and it's like the hell just happened right, right yeah. now yeah it's great so little connection to modern animation G.I. Joe Resolute was written by Warren Ellis pretty famous comic book right. uh, writer mm-hmm. Warren Ellis is has written every episode of Castlevania no oh, way. Yeah. yeah, so there's that cool connection. That just makes me love Castlevania that much more. Yeah. Because the writing on that show is amazing. Warren's brilliant. I actually got to do a short science fiction graphic novel he wrote. So yeah, How cool. I've, I've worked with him directly and indirectly. That's in so cool. Capacity. It's um, all about who you know, Yeah. Right? So on G.I. Joe Renegades, I was in Florida working remotely. Jennifer mm-hmm. was working in-house. My boards would be sent, and they would see them. And she went, who's that guy? I'm going to work with her. Wow. Jennifer went on to direct a bunch of episodes of Bob's Burger mm-hmm. until she found her way back to Warner Brothers on DC Superhero Girls. Oh, yeah. Seven, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. She called me up, started working together. And I've worked with her on a bunch of Scooby-Doo's, yep. DC Superhero Girls. And then she got lined up with the Harley Quinn crew. And I was one of the storyboard guys she wanted to bring How along. awesome is that? A lot of jobs anywhere are kind of who you know or yeah. who you've worked yeah. with before. And if you're good and reliable, mm-hmm. they're going to keep you busy. Yeah, right. that's what you know? I was going to say. You got to prove yourself. You know, like once you're given that shot, you got to prove yourself. Yeah, right. That's good. Yeah. Shout out to DC Superhero Girls. I dig that show. My kids watch it all the time. I still haven't seen it, but I've I've heard nothing but good things. Like I've I've heard about number one, it's empowering, but number two, like the stories are really good. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. just there's just so much that I still have to watch. So it's just we were on, 
a lot of content. Oh my god, content is just ridiculous. No joke, we were talking about it probably two hours ago because there's like a Teen Titans Go and a DC Superhero Girls crossover happening. Oh really? Yeah. And, and my son's like, hey dad, you see that space house with Teen Titans? I'm like, and the DC Superhero Girls? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you want me to record it, buddy? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I love good. it because, you know, if, if it introduces the DC characters uh-huh. to young girls, yeah. young boys have yeah. plenty of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, great. It's content overload for boys, you know? Like The, the whole yeah. thing is, you know, and, and we talk about inclusion a lot on our show, but it's sure. like boys have everything to look up to, right? Mm-hmm. Don't want to get into this, but, you know, young young white boys have a lot of characters that they can look up to. I love that we're getting into more of your Black Panthers and more of your Falcons. I've talked about, like, the lack of Hispanic characters. Yeah. But, I mean, we they just introduced Joaquin Torres in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Right. And he's the second Falcon. He's a Hispanic character. And, you know, I, I'm still waiting on Kyle Rayner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Rayner's uh, Latino. Then there's a couple more after. Mm-hmm. And also... then Blue Beetle is another big one Blue that they're Beetle's talking about doing one. right now. Right. I'm all about expand. You yeah. Know, we've had middle-aged white guys superheroes since the 60s. Yeah. They'll still exist. Yeah. Those stories are still out there. Why not appeal to a broader base of readers, right. you know, and introduce new characters mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. people of every gender yeah. or race to, to get into? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, my, know, um, the more the my cousin's son, uh, he's really into Black Panther and he dresses up as Black Panther a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love that difference because you see young children of color that dress up as Superman and Spider-Man all the time, which yeah. now we have a Black Spider-Man, but, you know, yes. you have Miles uh, Morales. Morales. You see that all the time, but to see my nephew uh, be a huge Black Panther fan and is always walking around in a Black Panther costume. Yeah. Like, I love seeing that opposite dynamic. It's great. You know? It's fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Same with me. Like, when I grew up, for whatever reason, I gravitated to Robin. And I think it's because my brother wanted to be Batman. <laughs> right. Okay. So, like, I was like, eh, I'm not a Superman guy or whatever. But, like, Robin always stuck out to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, the, I'm the little guy. I'm the little brother. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I was always like, no, that's who I connect with. Yeah. And I've, I've always talked about how, how easy it is to make Robin Asian. Because yeah. Yeah. a lot of times, Dick Grayson, as an adult, looks Asian as it is. Yes. Right? But it's just like, how come he couldn't be adopted by a family called the Graysons or be half white and his dad was was it Grayson yeah, totally. and he's half Asian? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that, that would make sense for him. Like, his character <clears throat> fits that so well. Absolutely. And we got Shang-Chi coming out oh, can't soon, wait. right? Such a good character. Yeah, yeah. this, this yeah. year, like September or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, right around the corner. Bring it on. Okay, let's get, let's get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the middle of Harley, Harley talk and oh, we yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. jumped past it. So like, what was it like going from storyboard artist? Because that's kind of, you know, growing up drawing, mm-hmm. storyboard artist on a number of different projects but then you kind of switched gears mm-hmm. and got into the director's seat is there a director's seat when it comes to animation <laughs> not one of those like wooden fold out <laughs> chairs right. thing no every everybody's desk we'll get you one. just says chair on the back the of the chair right? with the star you know yeah, or no it's got yeah, the uh the an assistant the whole no. got your own pa so basically <laughs> tv animation is interesting way it's set up you know you have a lot of different crews working on various episodes at the same time each director has three or more storyboard artists who work under them the storyboard artists in tv animation kind of directs in that they visualize the script they mm-hmm. pick shots they take input from the director jumping off right you know to, to kick it off i mean but they do their version of their chunk of each episode mm-hmm. Then give it to the director to make notes and kind of fix things that aren't working or the director adds pluses things, adds their ideas, hopefully makes them better. Right. So being a storyboard artist is training for being a director. Right. So I was asked to come in and direct the season finale of episode one and I was, I was thrilled, you know, it's, that's great. It's an honor. 
that's the usual career progression mm-hmm. is storyboard visionist, right. storyboard artist, then director. Oh, wow. And okay. Who knows? You know, so I was thrilled to get the chance to do it. Yeah. And I did it for two episodes and asked if I could step down only because being a director means fixing things a lot mm-hmm. and less yeah. getting that blank canvas to do whatever you want. Right. So Jen, Jen Coyle, figured out a way to utilize my skills the best. And she had me do rough boards on a whole bunch of episodes. Oh. Instead of just sticking to, you know, one or two and, you know, constantly revising, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to work on a whole bunch of future episodes. Got it. And yeah, I got to visualize a lot more. And oh, okay. that's kind of the capacity I'm in on season three is working on half the episodes of next that's season. That's great. Just doing the roughs. And yeah, she trusts me enough with what I'm doing. Yeah. I get to put my hands on a lot of the shows. And I like that. That is great. So it's almost like you're storyboarding the entire series or like half the series at a time. And then like, okay, let's hash this out together after that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because storyboards are a process, right? Right. You, you know, start with nothing. Everybody takes a pass at it. There are going to be notes. What if we tried this? Or what if we tweaked? this pose or Mm -hmm. that expression or take out this whole scene you know there's there's a chunk of episode four season one where they boarded and animated a huge fight scene it's it i don't know if you've watched it yet but it's where harley's trying to find a nemesis oh yeah it's robin right right there's that talk show the tawny show yeah yeah yeah. there's a big battle at the end right Uh Uh i boarded a ton of battling uh-huh. that got animated and then cut oh, you know no. it's fine it's fine <laughs> better to have too much than not that enough you can, than not enough right, or, right. or you know plus it gave them a lot of stuff to choose from yeah and they can just sit there and say okay we might not need this chunk right here but this is great we're gonna use this exactly yeah so i just love being able to throw all that stuff out there and they pick the best of what worked and Man, that's so awesome yeah it's a it's a fun process I love this show so much. The jokes are so funny. They're so they're so adult humor. Like my son's, like when we're looking at HBO Max, and he's like, "Is that a Harley?" Because he loves Harley Quinn. He's like, "Is that a Harley show?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. it's sorry. not." Sorry, not sorry, buddy. Yet. I don't even think I can let you watch it on mute. I, yeah, <laughs> but I, I love so like it's my getaway. Like mm-hmm. it's my little adult getting back to my childhood. Like I'll put all the kids to bed. Yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs and watch Harley Quinn show. Yeah, I love it. It, it gets me. And and one of the showrunners, Patrick Schumacher, so such a big comic fan yeah that he's able to pick the right d-list characters yeah. to throw in there or know what is great about batman and how to poke fun at him yeah oh yeah. my you god know, yeah like there's a true comic book knowledge in mm-hmm. there so they know what to skewer and what to parody yeah and yeah i just well, it's, it's like james gunn like you look at james gunn and, and you can mm-hmm. tell the guy knows comics because yes. you look at what characters he chooses to put in his movies like just look at the roster that he has in suicide squad and it's, it's like really you're putting polka dot man in this movie don't make him great <laughs> you know and, and i guarantee he's gonna be awesome yeah. you know and it's just like small things like that it's characters you would never think twice about rat catcher yeah you know and just seeing what or like like how big peacemaker is right now yes he's got like this giant wave going on with peacemaker right now yeah and he easily steals the trailer for me right john cena oh my god come on what does he say he goes look if there was a whole beach full of dicks i would eat all of those dicks (laughs) (laughs) for that's how dedicated i am and i'm just like that is amazing hey it gave john cena a show yeah because he's getting oh yeah he's got his own show now too so speaking of james gunn i know you worked on guardians of the galaxy the animated series very brief 
briefly, but yeah. Do yeah. you have a favorite property that you've worked on? Like, I know you worked on Scooby-Doo and Harley Quinn and Jeez. Guardians and, you know, a number of G.I. Joes. <sighs> is there one where you're like... Whole bunch of Batman. Yeah. Uh, maybe man. not one. Just, like, give me some of the favorites and maybe why. Well, I, I got to board a brief Star Wars thing. There was a, oh, man, short one-minute episodes that Titmouse produced. Is it called The Power of the Force or oh, something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, I think they were on YouTube. Yes. Yes. And I got to do one about the First Order. So nice. I got oh, to yeah. combine my love of Star Wars with animation. That was pretty cool. G.I. Joe ended up being really fun. I actually mm-hmm. collected a lot of the action yeah. figures yeah. as a kid. So getting I'm, to work on a couple. So versions. did I. I'm missing a lot. Shout out to uh, your cousin, Ben, because <laughs> shout out appara- ben. apparently some of my collection are missing hmm. and they may be on a house on Tizaran Drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that house well. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I, I know s- you worked on like, what was that? Stretch Armstrong? Yeah. Oh my God. The, uh, uh, the, 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 the Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix yeah, series. That was a ton of fun. I saw a Funko Pop like a week ago and it made me think of you. I'm like, <gasps> Stretch Armstrong. Of the, was it the old 70s version? Yeah. The new one? It was the old 70s okay. version. But I was just like, Stretch Armstrong. That's yeah. right. Brandon did, did a series. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, most of the ones I, I remember fondly are, are something I grew up on mm-hmm. right. that is then being remade, mm-hmm. you know? But no matter what it is, I try to find something there to love and yeah. make great. You know, or try to pull out, have fun with. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm not attached to everything I work on. Right. You want to do good work. So, right, right. you know, with any job. Is there something you want to get your hands on? Like you were talking about like from childhood, like ElfQuest. Do you want to get your hands back on ElfQuest somehow? Yes, I do. Because they let me write and draw some characters. Nice. And Wendy and Richard just did the kind of wrap up story of the mm-hmm. main crew. And great to take the three guys I got to, to work on. Yeah. Uh, and, and follow, see what their end of their story is. You know, so fingers crossed. And add some I'd love layers to, see to it. it you animate. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, with all the adult animation happening, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it's ripe for the picking. Oh, you yeah. Know? But what I really want to do is, you know, Chainsaw Bob. Yeah. We were just talking about. Right? I mean, oh, I want to get That'll him work on today. Adult Swim. I was going to say, that will work it so well today. It would have been a harder sell 20 years ago, but yeah. now, I mean, there's so many services that want content. Just look right. at everything Adult Swim does, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it would fit on that. I guarantee you that if you pitch that to Cartoon Network, they may. Yeah. <laughs> they might actually pick it up. I, I just am trying to scrape a free day or week to finish the pitch, but mm-hmm. instead you're doing podcast it's okay nah. we'll figure it out together we'll figure <laughs> I it should out be together. drawing chainsaw I, I, I can imagine the voice acting on that would be just comedy what's hilarious <laughs> nobody has ever heard this recording but i was in college with uh chris hardwick who uh, really yeah 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 he was in my animation class he's like he's, hardwick and will wheaton didn't they go to college together they lived together but oh, i don't think will went to ucla yeah, uh, Hardwick is my easy number three for King of the Nerds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, what he did with the Nerdist, yeah. you know, because podcast. And he's only behind safe. Kevin Smith and... Yep. Um, Love Kevin. Favreau. John Favreau. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Favreau's a sleeper. That guy, like a lot of people don't realize how nerdy he is. I mean, he built the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, yep. and then the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Come on. But just to backtrack. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Hardwick was the voice of the guy screaming, running through the spotlight in the opening shot of the Chainsaw Bob short. That's awesome. And then I recorded a bunch of interview dialogue Mm -hmm. of Chainsaw Bob speaking because he doesn't speak in any of the shorts I've drawn so far. Right. But I'm like what if he did? The guy I had record him was also in my animation classes is named Fred Tattashore. No! The Hulk? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And he's on lower decks. He went yeah. on to be a huge voice actor. Oh yeah, he's he's a so giant like, voice actor. You know, I I want to make this show so I can ask Fred to be right? Chainsaw Bob. Because I'm sure you know? Tadashore would come back and do that. He probably has all kinds of Bond memories on that. I, you know, we just did it for like a couple days, but he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. How cool is that? Like, just a bunch of college kids, and now you're just, you know, in the industry. In the industry, right? Building it up. That's crazy. Yeah. Living out your childhood dreams. All of you, right? Kind of are. That's amazing. <laughs> I forget the original question. Where did that come off? Oh, what I would want to, what properties I would want to work on. I've, I've been lucky as heck. You know, just a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so there's not many more on my bucket list, <laughs> you know? You do have a big portfolio. Like, we didn't even mention Transformers. Yeah, it's man. on there, too. Right. That's crazy. I got to draw Optimus Prime dying Oh, my again, God. You know, or bored that. Yeah. Was... It's like, as a Hasbro kid, you have to just be, like, amazed with being able to work on all this stuff. I am. Yeah. I am. I've, I, you know... I'm actually in my brain right now. I'm trying to think of like an old school property that they haven't remade yet. If they haven't yet, they will soon. I, I was about to say mask, but I know that's in the works yeah. right now. Yeah. Inspector Gadget? Yeah. I mean, they, they did, did the live action. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So cool though. And just like but, even something that like maybe back in the day was kind of like a, a, a joke cartoon and just how G.I. Joe, like, you know, it was kind of like, it, it was not really a joke cartoon, but it was more like, you know. It was for it was kids. Very, yeah. It was very kiddy. And then make it like more of an adult property, like kind of how Renegade gates and everything did yeah so like just think of like what stuff from maybe late 70s and the 80s that was you know kind of more meant for kids but mm -hmm. has potential to be something like serious right right something's gonna hit me as oh, i'm yeah. driving home oh yeah guarantee that just means That's... you have to come back and let yeah. us know all right okay enough. do you i'm gonna ask you some crazy questions now what would be the worst movie sequel ever made you know when when you mentioned that before all i could think of were great movie sequels you know, Empire okay. Strikes Back. And I'll oh, take yeah. that, yeah. Dawn yeah. of the Dead sequels. What is that that famous meme with the guy going, oh my God, and from Troll 2? The movie Troll was like an old horror movie. Oh. oh. And then they did a sequel that is horrendous. <laughs> But if you Google <laughs> Troll 2, oh my God, meme, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's GIFs or, or brief, but it, it it's like worst acted thing ever. <laughs> so Face, Troll 2, the yeah, sequel? Yeah, it, it was the sequel to the super successful Troll 1. I don't know. The but, highly acclaimed right. one. But there were a lot of, you know, you take something that hits once and you mm -hmm. try to reproduce it. And look, making any movie is a miracle in a way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And trying to capture the magic again is, mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. easy. So I hate, I hate crapping on it anything yeah but mm -hmm. i yeah i get it i get it you know some it was some funny. things are just plain bad i was just too. reading an article that you leprechaun know, like, in the hood <laughs> right <laughs> i was reading yeah. an article about like space balls the animated series mm. that should never have been made i'm like i didn't even know they made one. Oh yeah right I'm like ugh. yeah i'm glad so I glad i never watched that never then. watched that you see they did a uh, space balls the beer no. No. yeah there's a brewery here in sacramento that did a space balls the beer i could drink that. i yeah. think i want to find it we have right? to we'll, we'll try that one we'll try that one <laughs> okay who would you most like to sit next to on a 10 hour flight and why hmm. and it could be anyone dead or alive doesn't matter like who who is the one person that you would just want to have a 10 hour 
conversation. Industry, with. non-industry. I think it would be George Lucas, just so I mm. could geek out right? on him and tell him, dude, you created my childhood. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome. And cry on his sleeve. You know, screw all those haters. Yeah, you know, right. if you didn't make up Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia, yeah. none of this would have happened. I mean, so, you know. Look around this office. I mean, there's all kinds of Star Wars properties in here. You know, and you that know. came out of his head. Yeah, right. and it really did. I don't care, you know, if not everything he makes is a whatever. We're all allowed. None of us are perfect. Right. right. Yeah. And we do some great things and some things that aren't as well received, but I will forever worship that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because not just creating the Star Wars universe, he created Indiana Jones. Absolutely. And then he went on to build some great movie making technology. Yeah. He was behind Industrial Light and Magic, mm-hmm. THX Sound. Totally. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, I got to work when I was doing the big little book versions of the prequels. I got to go to the ranch and work there. And it's this beautiful place in Marin County. Mm-hmm. Right. Vineyards, gorgeous buildings. And yeah, it, the main house has actual movie props. It's so You cool. know, yeah. and yeah, it, that whole thing was incredible. And I'll just love Lucas forever for making the things he made. I hear, you know what? That's, that's a really good way to put it. Like just whatever somebody loved or hated, you followed your passion and yeah. you made something for all of us to love. Yeah. Right. And so many of us love it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that, that's a great call. So it sounds like you nerded out on Star Wars a lot as a kid. <laughs> yeah. What are you nerding out on now? Man, am I nerding out? Podcasts. Hey, all right. You gotta hey. listen to something when you're when you're drawing. But I I like just following whatever the latest adult animated show you know is is on. Mm-hmm. Watching Castlevania right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just watch the new season of Love, Death, and Robots. Ooh, oh, nice. Which is insanely yeah. every one of those. Um, it was only you know, like eight episodes, right? For this season. For this season. But yeah. the first season was like, like eight, 28. 18. Oh. It was 18. Oh, it was 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, and I hope they keep making those. Because mm-hmm. it's a great anthology where you may not love everyone, but going to enjoy them all. Right. right. And then there are a couple favorites. The director, Robert Valley. Have you guys seen the latest Love, Death, and Robots? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't There's yet. one called Tell Ice that he worked on. Okay. And it's some of the most unique visual animated stuff that I've seen. And I've tracked him. He and I sat next to each other at Colossal Pictures in the early 90s. Oh, wow. And he was just this super nice Canadian dude who drew insanely well. Nice. And I just remembered his name, seeing him go through the animation world. He deserves all the respect. That's awesome. Every accolade he gets. So he directed one of the episodes in season one and season two. That's awesome. It's so funny how you're connected to all these different people in weird little ways. It's just when you're in the industry, you rub elbows here and there yep. and yeah i'm kind of doing the you know, oh did i drop that name is it, pick it up, but, <laughs> is it hard to know? find inspiration these days i mean you, you come from an artist background but mm-hmm. you're constantly working you know on various projects sometimes under the gun like go 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 yeah is there anything where you're like stopping and you're like i need to be inspired there's something that grabs you where it's like um if you wait around for inspiration you're gonna be waiting a long time right there are times where i'm definitely feeling inspired And there are days where I'm like, oh boy, I don't feel like drawing, but you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's part of being a professional artist, whether mm-hmm. in comics or storyboards, or illustration or any job. You know, some days you're going to be really into it. And right. other days you're not. You better figure out how to create something or, right. or do some good work that day. And, you know, on the tough days, I just try to do background. You know, or, mm, or got it. Do thumbnails for a future episode. Right. Figure out with the energy level I have, what's the <laughs> most productive I can be. 
And there are days where I'm like, uh, you know, I can draw anything. Nonstop. It's, yeah. it, it's great. I can work 12 hours and, you know, yeah. go, go, go. And then there are days or weeks where it's like, oh, boy, this is rough. But you just kind of train yourself into yeah. finding a, a level you can attain every Got it. Yeah. Got it. Very cool. But I'm inspired by watching movies and other animation and reading comics and talking to fellow nerds like Heck you guys, yeah. You yeah. know, that you guys have seen some of the stuff I've worked on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you're kind of working in a vacuum, it's great to hear. I've, so. I've gone to cons, like we were mentioning SatCon earlier. I've gone to cons and, and I've watched the artists and I've seen them talk to people and I've seen them like be inspired by all the people that you're inspiring. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy watching like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. You're like, I'm just a guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You no, know? it's like, that, that's cool. Like to, to have that kind of fan base or adoration that you wouldn't typically know about or you know? acknowledgement that, yes oh the work i do is actually getting out there and being seen right you know it, it doesn't have to change somebody's life it's just oh you saw it you enjoyed what i helped make right that's fantastic Okay, speaking of industry and being down in L.A. Mm-hmm. for a good number of years for your career, what's your favorite taco spot? <laughs> L.A. L.A. Or Bay, Sac- Bay Area or Sacramento yeah. or Florida, <sighs> wherever. There's a place in Sacramento I don't like, but I'm not going <laughs> to We're not going to dump on it. <laughs> yeah, um, L.A., the, the food truck craze mixed with tacos. Mm-hmm. You can go to almost any taco food truck and you'll you'll find you'll be happy good there were a bunch around where i live kind of the toluca lake north hollywood area it's hard to go wrong with any of them you know but and as far as one specific place there was a restaurant called ernie's tacos it's a different name than that but it starts with ernie's don cuco's is a great mexican place all right you know tacos you know chili colorado burritos whatever i'll take hey i'll take that you're writing these down right we're recording this so (laughs) you're writing these down Right? Yeah, okay. but just basically <laughs> go on Yelp when you're in LA and mm-hmm. Google best taco truck, whatever city you're in, mm-hmm. you know, n- say North Hollywood, mm-hmm. tons of reviews, tons of great You're spots. like that third person that said like, don't bother with the restaurants, go to the taco yeah. trucks yeah. in Dang LA. It. You're reminding me, there was one took my girlfriend to on our second date and I can't remember the name, but they're at the same spot over and over. We can find I'll out. find it. I'll find it all. We will figure it out. Yeah. Probably. And if she's going to listen to this, we can edit this part. Out. <laughs> right. No big deal. No big deal. So do you have any advice or tips for anyone looking to get into comics or animation or the industry? Mm-hmm. Like what would help young Brandon right. get into the industry? Just do it. Right. Draw every single day. Mm-hmm. Still pass your classes. Art school is kind of hit or miss. It's become incredibly expensive. And then mm-hmm. you don't want to spending half your income on student loans. Right. Mm-hmm. There's enough ways to learn techniques on YouTube in oh, your own okay. art school. Nice. In a way. But you need to want to learn. Right. And don't go to art school and expect them to hand you a job after you need to go out and Right. Make the connections. Right. And but this is kind of like a, a recurring theme that we hear from, from everybody is it's not, unfortunately, not what you know, it's who you know. <sighs> it, you yeah. Know? It's like that in animation and comics yeah. and a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. You know? But you also have to put in the work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you, once you have that, you can't just know somebody and not just, you know, draw stick figures and be like, I'm talented. You know, like it doesn't work that way. But it's like, like kind of how like Curtis told us last time, right? It's, yeah. it's somebody can get your foot in the door, but it's up to you to impress them. Exactly. And have a portfolio for the job you want want to do right you know you could have a broad you know page after page of superhero drawings great can you tell a story right have comic book pages where you're telling with a sequence of images a story yeah storyboards and comics are very close cousins well you know 
if you want to be a storyboard artist, have a storyboard to show. Right. And just make up a story. I and, love that. And, like, and, yeah, be able to up. tell a story. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, which is different from being a character designer or right. a background artist. It's not a bad idea to have a little of everything in there, but animation needs good storyboard artists. Right. right. So much stuff being made, and board artists are hard to come by, you know, that you don't have right. to train or whatever. But just, yeah, draw every day. Have a good portfolio with the job you want. With enough examples of the job you want. Very so, cool. Yeah. That's good advice. So what's next? What's next? Can we talk about it? Can we not talk about it? Oh, what I'm working on? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's next that future? you can... What's in the future that you can tell us? Right. There's <laughs> one show I'm working on that has not been announced yet. It's going to be great when it does. I'm mm-hmm. working on season three of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So we will see that premiere sometime in... 2022 okay and you were on invincibles yes i worked on a very small part of episode eight Mm -hmm. but i'm glad i got my name in the credits (laughs) yeah Uh, and then since they just announced uh season two and season three of that or or, do you know if you're going to be coming back for that at all or anything like that or i don't know okay uh if they've started even writing it Right. Let alone brewing yeah, up. Because I just heard they just greenlit it. So I'm, I don't know where in the process they are on it. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. But if they'll have me back, I'll love to help out. Mm-hmm. I know I will be working on season three of Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, nice. I got to work on season two, which will be out soon. Mm-hmm. That's That was a great show. You know, a little different from the style I, I usually do. Right. Right. But I had a blast and getting to draw the, all the comedies really fun. So right. I'll be starting on that in a few months. And after that, who knows? Right. Something. Always. You know? It's ever changing. Yeah. I yeah love you it. never get bored. You where, know, you're always drawing something. Where can we have the nerds follow you? If you want to be followed. I mean, <laughs> you're a big wig these days with well, all these different shows. I'm more of a Twitter reader. I don't post much, but if you want to follow me, go to Brandon.McKinney on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I haven't been keeping up with it well, especially during the pandemic. But as I get more into it, I'll, I'll post more stuff. Yeah, because I remember I started following you after the first time we met. And yes. I remember all of the stuff that you would post. is like, these are great. I'm gonna <laughs> keep, just keep watching all this stuff. This is... I did a lot of post-it notes. I was going to say, yeah. you did like a lot of pub sketches, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that was while draws. I was in the office working on mm-hmm. Harley. And then since we've been working at home, my, my Instagram just kind of dropped off you know but i'll 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 post more soon good stuff yeah are you ready for some news yeah if you want to stick around for news you are more than welcome to i'll I'll pipe in a little bit here and there you got a ton of it all right well guys we've had all of our fun here but it's time for the download Netflix has given us our first look at the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe Revelation series. By the power of Grayskulls. You guys check out the stills? Oh, so much nostalgia just hit me all in the face. Like, just all the feels hit me right there. I don't know how you felt about it. All the feels in the face. Just all the feels right to my face. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. You know, the animation style looks great. Kind of an updated version of what we grew up watching. Yeah. yeah. What I liked about it, it was what we grew up watching, but it felt more adult-like. Yes. Like, I don't know if you guys saw Orko, but there's, I saw <laughs> like this comparison with Orko where it was like old school Orko and he's got like a little O on his shirt and he's like all cute, but now he looks dark and brooding. He's like a little goth teenager. Well, like I almost was... With his hat over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost hoping that we were going to get Prince Adam and Skeletor from the comics. So like, mm. if you haven't seen the newer versions of the comics, 
Alex. Like, he's fully armored at this point. Okay. Right? So he has, like, full chest armor. He's wearing pants. And he's not wearing a leotard and just a, yeah. a little X on his chest. Uh, but that's not what we got. We got the original. But he looks good, though. He still looks good. Pants yeah. Pants were always optional when it came to He-Man. Look, I just want some pants. <laughs> and the Masters in the Universe. But then Skeletor, though, like, the way that I like the way that they updated him in the comics is he went from just kind of, like, a dude with a skull for a head to just kind of, like, this giant monster of a man yeah. with, like, these two giant horns and he almost is, like, missing his lower jaw and stuff like that. But oh, he wow. just, he looks terrifying, yeah. you know? And it's like, I almost wanted him. But then I'm happy getting the original because it's not going to be that kind of, like, Funimation-style uh, animation from the 80s. Yeah. Like, we're going to be getting, like, full-on anime-style animation. And that kind of is where I get excited about it. I believe it's being animated by the same crew that is doing Castlevania. Right. Right. For Netflix, they're both Netflix shows, and it's mm. powerhouse animation yeah. right. out of Texas, and their style is brilliant. You know, I think it's you're a right. Really yeah. nice mix of American animation with the Japanese influence. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I remember That's a Kevin great way Smith. To put it. Yeah, I remember Kevin Smith just making a big deal about that. So I'm yeah. pretty sure you're you're right on that. I I track Kevin Smith yep. all his uh, uh what is it Batman Beyond yep. podcast yep. now. Yeah, we both listen. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and just I love Kevin as a writer and right. orator, uh, raconteur. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I can't wait to see him and a and nerd me. culture connoisseur, right? Yeah. yeah. He and Mark Bernardin. Yeah. Uh, we're both showrunners on that. Yeah. yeah. I've got a cacophony and everything up here. I've I've actually got Kevin Smith. Smith's entire Batman run. Yes. Sitting up there. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, on a Yeah. yeah. Nice. Speaking of Kevin Smith and, and storyboards, I remember listening to the podcast where he was talking about he was getting storyboards back for Masters of the Universe and they get to the fight scenes and he just would say, like the powerhouse would say, just write in fighty fighty yeah. when it came to the fights. We'll take care of the fights. Right. And he's like, uh, okay. And it's great because he uses that on the podcast now. So anytime he describes fights, it's always fighty fighty. Fighty fighty. <laughs> it's interesting. Doing storyboards, sometimes writers write brilliant fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes writers write space armada invades, you know, <laughs> or armies fight. Right. It's like, dude, okay, we have to think through all that. Sometimes I've been told, you know, stick to the script. Other times it's like, you can do something better, draw it out. Yeah. And yeah, it's usually the action where the board artists get to kind of, let me let me take the wheel for a while right, yeah. to show you what we Yeah, Kev talks about like, you know, fighty fighty unless there's something in the scene that he really wants to happen. Yes, and some of the best fight scenes, there's a story behind it. Right. Yeah. There's a more character, you know, something story driven in yeah. the fight scenes, and those are the best. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's conflict within the conflict that's right. happening. Right. right. It's not just cool action for its own sake. There's a joke in there, like in Harley, uh-huh. I try to add some comedy bits right. in the fighting. Move the story forward. Yeah. But if it can, yeah, move the story forward. And that's why everybody should love wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this show is set up as the next episode of the 80s series from like 1983. Or right. five, right? Yeah. So it's like the next episode in this series. Well, Kev talks about there were a lot of unresolved storylines at the end because when they canceled Masters of the Universe, there was just a lot of things that just kind of didn't get resolved. Mm-hmm. And this is his chance to resolve all those storylines. Super. I was wondering what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. I want to know what happened to Tila after this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what what well, happened? But what did, did Man at Arms just become a father at the end of this? Just. Yeah. <laughs> So, Masters of the Universe Revelations will have the power <laughs> on Netflix, July 23rd. Yes. 
can't wait. That's what I love about Netflix. It's like, we're going to kind of talk about it, but once we tell you a date, it's it's like right around the corner. Yeah. I I, so I was thinking it was further out. July 23rd right? is right around the corner. Yeah. It's what, lo- two months I love away. that ramp up. It's news to me. Yeah. That's awesome. But why can't I join your gang? Because you are a whip scientist and you could be a whip villain. So guys, before we get into the rest of the news here, I just want to let you guys know Brandon had to take off. He had more shows to go work on. He had to go get Harley Quinn season three ready for us. Like that Deadpool cartoon. It's actually coming out. Right. I, I'll let it pass. I'll let I'll let him leave. It's all good. But anyways, moving on from here, what do you got from the story? Well, in sad news, comedian Paul Mooney, best known for like working with Richard Pryor. Like he was like a writer for Richard Pryor. He worked right. on Sanford and Sons. Right. Good Times, Chappelle Show. Probably that's what everybody knows Paul Mooney from. Mm-hmm. Chappelle Show. He passed away at the age of 79. Damn, man. That's sad. I didn't even know he lived here in uh, California. Yeah, he's from Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. I really like Paul Mooney. Yeah, no, he was great comedian. Like, you know, almost everything he did was was gold. His delivery was always great. Yeah. And he was one of those like African American comedians that everybody respected. If you oh, yeah. if you talk to Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, they all looked up to Paul Mooney. Right. Cause I mean, you know, everybody looks up to Richard Pryor. Right. And Paul Mooney's the dude who wrote for Richard Pryor. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just kind of like you want to talk about who's really funny. It was it was Paul Mooney. Right, right. So he's done a ton of work. Super sad. I, I loved his his comedy too. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's sad that we lost him here, but you know, better place. Mm-hmm. White people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Okay, moving on. We have some movie news. And usually movie news is about like, hey, we're moving dates back. Or this production got paused. Now, like we're getting back to normal. And movie studios are merging. Oh, they're just, everybody's just being absorbed and being brought into one place. Right? One of us, one of us, one of us. So this one's big. So AT&T is officially spinning off Warner Media. Didn't they just get Warner Media? Yeah. And Warner Media will merge with Discovery to form a new like media focused company to compete with like Disney and NBC and like Netflix. Is HBO Max not competing with Disney and Netflix? Now imagine HBO Max plus Discovery Plus. And keep in mind, this is like CNN, TBS, TNT, HGTV, Food Network, Discovery Channel, you know, all this stuff that you know between warner and discovery own it's almost like everything on your cable channels that's a lot of dim you know right besides abc nbc cbs it's like everything else like every other channel imagine all that rolled up into one entity right so they're just making one giant super like app (laughs) maybe but how cool would that be to get all this stuff in one place you make fun of me for like still having cable why are you why are you so old but find like an app to have all this stuff i wonder because aew is on tnt right it's i got a story for you but it's on tnt right now gotcha so that would bring say you know wrestling like aew to an app right on a weekly basis right a lot better than what we have right now because the usa app is not the greatest when it comes to wwe properties yeah it's horrible and peacock is terrible there is weird legalities of like who owns that content right and who should show that content and when it, it really irritates me anyway so yeah AT&T is spinning off Warner Media to be Discovery plus something we don't know what the name is it's, it was just announced but it's going to be like the second largest media entity in like Hollywood so yeah going to be crazy makes me wonder though like what'll happen to like DC Comics right because technically DC Comics is involved in this right DC Comics has kind of been on its own I mean because mm-hmm. they still have the DC Universe app where you can read comics I don't think that's going to change anything for the comic side mm-hmm. you know 
uh, I think they are going more to a digital medium and kind of moving away from from print copy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't see it being something where it's going to affect the comics. Right. Hello. I like money. So that is not the only major merger news that we have this week. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Warner and Discovery like merging, right? Right. Your boy Jeff Bezos, Bezos gonna be Bezos, said, "Hold my beer." Hold my beer, would you? Amazon is in negotiations to acquire MGM, as in like James Bond MGM. Yes, as in like Rocky MGM. Yo, Yes. Nice. For like $9 billion. Okay, Dr. Evil. $100 billion. Right? So we're talking a huge library, right? Like 4,000 films. Like you mentioned James Bond, right? Rocky, The Hobbit, Silence of the Lambs, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Magnificent Seven. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. They are acquiring so much IP. Wizard of Oz. Good point. Mm-hmm. Very good point. All this stuff. So that's like the deepest library out there, right? Yeah, that's intense. Not to mention all the TV stuff. So like 17,000 episodes of, of television, like Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, Vikings, Fargo, Handmaid's Tale, American Gladiators. Come on. Somebody, oh, gonna bring it back though. Somebody needs to bring back American Gladiators. They're going to bring back Turbo? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> where, where my boy Turbo at? So all this stuff, you know, Amazon is going to get. Nice. Including unscripted stuff. Shark Tank, Survivor, Real Housewives, all that stuff. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. So that, that, that's just going to build up the library on Amazon. Given that Amazon already has a crap ton of stuff on it. But a lot of it is crap. It's true. So we'll see. Now you can say that. <laughs> I know, right? So the deal's not done yet. So we'll see when that's going to go through. I mean, hey, if they used Amazon Prime, this deal would be done. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, w- I would have had all these shows two days from now. Exactly. Why you fail. Okay, actual movie news now. Well, kind of. I guess it's movie news. Everything's so gray. What is going on here? So, Walt Disney Studios is adding one more major 2021 film to its Disney Plus premiere access lineup. You love Disney Plus premiere access. Nope. I still haven't watched Raya. You're going to be able to watch that very soon on regular Disney yeah. Plus. But the Jungle Cruise is going to get added to the Disney Plus premiere access, you know, I guess lineup. It's just going to be on Premiere Access? Yeah, so 30 bucks. Well, not only. It's going to be in theaters too? Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. go see that in theaters. Exactly. Just- Shut up and take my money. <laughs> exactly. That's one where it's like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to pay 30 bucks to set at home because I don't know how much my kids will watch that. Right. But I know, you know, my wife and I will. But yeah. So Disney announced that on Thursday that the film will be getting a simultaneous release. So, you know, that hybrid right. in theaters, Disney Plus, 30 bucks, you know, but you kind of own it as long as you have a subscription to Disney Plus. Right. So it's kind of crazy. You know, I think they were holding out because this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think they were really like hoping we're going to keep this date and be able to have this in theaters. But I think they're like, we just got to get this movie out. Right. So Jungle Cruise, I think is like their fourth major release on this premiere access. You know, Right. Because the first one was, Mulan? was it Mulan? Yeah, it was Mulan. I thought it was the, the Pixar movie. No, they just released that on Disney Plus. It wasn't premiere access. So it was Mulan, Ryan, the Last Dragon. And then they already announced it, but Cruella and. Oh, Cruella and. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Yep. So Jungle Cruise will set sail in theaters and on Disney Plus Premiere Access July 30th. Show me the money. All right, this story is 
is for you specifically, young Phil. Is that for me? For me? Yes. Adult Swim announced several new digital short series that are based on characters from various shows, including a Rick and Morty spinoff. A spinoff of Rick and Morty of what? The Vindicators. No way. Way. Awesome. And I don't even know what this means. Okay, so the Vindicators are kind of like the Justice League. Okay. But in like a Rick and Morty universe. Rick, the Vindicators only call when the universe itself is at stake. Ah, okay. Right? So they're all like, it's a bunch of superheroes and stuff. And they ask, like, they, they continuously ask Rick to join. And of course, Rick is a dick. And he's like, no, because you guys are fake and stupid. And I would never join your little club. But Morty, like, worships them. Oh, right? okay. All right. So all right. he only does the adventure because Morty is like, he really wants to be a, a vindicator. And they're just like, yeah, no, okay. I guess I'll do it just because this is what you really want to do. I, Morty Smith, invoke my right to choose one in every 10 Rick and Morty God. adventures. This is a stupid adventure. And like, you know, it's, it's. So they want Rick and Morty's like a fanboy. Right. Awesome. Right. And then essentially in the episode, Rick turns out to be like the supervillain oh. behind everything that's happening. Spoiler alert. I mean, it's from like two seasons ago. But <laughs> I know, probably three, four. It's spoiler alert for you because you've right? never watched the show. But yeah, no, man, it's it's great. The characters that come in and just kind of the way that they do everything. Rick is just the worst ever, which that's makes great. him the best character. That's great. So they have like Superman, Batman. Not like that right there, but they're like, you know, in-universe style superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, the... Uh... The, uh, I am Crocubot. <laughs> right, Crocubot. So you're half cold, unfeeling reptile, half also cold, equally unfeeling machine. Yes. Wow. So your origin is what? You, you, you fell into a vat of redundancy? Right. And they're like in space and stuff. So like along with that, like there's this whole backstory of Rick having interactions with the Vindicators in the past and they make it seem like you missed an episode, right? Because they're just like, yeah, uh, the last time we were with the Vindicators, it was this and this and this, right? And like they keep like referring to like as if there was an episode before that you missed. Oh, really? Yeah. But like you didn't miss anything. That's just they just put you in the middle of this episode right so it's kind of cool that they're gonna go back and do like a vindicator series uh hopefully that would like explain the relationship with rick and morty and the vindicators in their past got it how fun so the series will be comprised of eight to ten episodes but we don't have a release date quite yet but everybody thinks it's going to be next year mm -hmm. and as for rick and morty the animated series will be coming for season five on june 20th i'm excited i can't wait maybe I they'll have maybe they'll have more vindicators maybe i love rick <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get Swiftney. In more animation news, mm -hmm. we have a new Superman animated series coming to HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Yeah, well, because Warner owns Cartoon Network. Yeah. So I, I've noticed a lot of the crossovers on HBO Max. I just started re-watching Ed, Ed and Eddie the other day. So th does that mean it's going to be, you know, I mean, it is Superman. So it's a pretty much a, a PG show that they're just going to be able to put on both. If it's going to be on Cartoon Network, more than likely, yeah. Yeah. So the new series is called My Adventures with Superman, hmm. and it will follow the lives of like a young Clark Kent and a young Lois Lane, like brand new to the Daily Planet type thing. Oh, okay. It's, it's so it's in Metropolis. In Metropolis, like twenty somethings, gotcha. you know, running around, drinking their coffees, being hipsters. Right. You know, in Metropolis, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, if they make them hipsters, I'm gonna be out. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like early Clark Kent, Superman. Right. You know, trying to balance all that out with being human, trying to uh, have a career. Right. But also like trying to be Superman. You know, where you know Superman isn't established yet. So. Right. 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 And 
Lois will be like this up and coming young reporter. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm looking at a little bit of it here and it looks interesting. Yep. So my adventures with Superman will star the boys Jack Wade as Superman. Okay. And Alice Lee from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist as Lois Lane. I need is that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool is that? So the show will be produced in partnership between Cartoon Network and HBO Max, like we mentioned. I think it's kind of cool that they're kind of cross-promoting here. Yeah. Like I said, it'll be kind of cool to see what they do, what the future of Superman is going to be, even though it's kind of Superman's past. But I mean, still, just I enjoy anything that takes the characters seriously. Yeah. So, so I was on board with this. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not a big Superman guy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, I'm down. I like Superman. And then the next story hit. Oh, yeah. So there were rumors of a new Batman animated series, like a sequel to the series. And we, I think we talked about it mm-hmm. like a month ago now. I think so, yeah. In the starting rumor segment. Yeah. Again, all of our rumors coming true. <laughs> Right. You're welcome, nerds. You're welcome, world. (laughs) So there were rumors, right? New Batman project coming out. Turns out that's true. There's a new Batman animated series in development titled Batman Caped Crusader. And check this out. It's being executive produced by Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. Wow. How crazy is that? So like Bruce Timms from Batman the Animated Series fame back in the 90s. Right. J.J. Abrams. Do we need to explain who J.J. Abrams is? If you don't know who J.J. Abrams is at this point, are you really a nerd? I know, right? And then Matt Reeves. Yeah. Who's overseeing the new. The Batman. whole new Batverse, man. Like, yeah. I mean, you have, he's doing the movie and the, the Gotham TV show. Exactly. So the, the new Robert Pattinson movie yeah. is a Matt Reeves film, but then he's also doing the Gotham PD. Pre- prequel yeah. series yeah, yeah. on HBO Max. Gotham City PD. Yeah. So those three are overseeing this new project. And again, this is being ordered straight to series for HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Interesting. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm all in. I'm in on this. Anything that Bruce Tim touches is gold. There's nothing that Bruce Tim has ever been a part of that I didn't enjoy. Right. And keep in mind, you know, the Batman the Animated Series gave us Harley Quinn. Oh, it did. You know, it gave us all the storyline. It gave us so Batman. much backstory to characters that just had very weak stories in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like they revamped Mr. Freeze's entire storyline. Oh, yeah. They redid Harvey Dent and they gave him a, a much more serious storyline. Like mm-hmm. they gave him uh, multiple personality disorder instead of him just being a criminally insane dude with two faces, uh-huh. you know, like, like they, they really did a good job of taking the character seriously. It gave a whole generation of nerds the voice of Batman. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kevin Conroy. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Yeah, Joker too. Very true. Yeah. It kind of took Mark Hamill, yeah. right, from like, hey, we know you as Luke Skywalker too. You could be this incredible voice actor. Right. And, and do now Joker. he is, yeah, now he is like, you know, a voice actor extraordinaire, you know? There's so many characters that Mark Hamill does that I don't realize are Mark Hamill. Right. You know, but I mean, you know, between Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, those guys wrote my childhood, you know? So crazy. And I don't have a release date yet, but I'm super excited for this. Yeah. And, and I'm backing anything that Bad Robot is doing. So I'm all with it. So, new Superman series on HBO Max. And- and Cartoon Network. New Batman series on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. I'm not done yet. Not, seriously? DC also... My heart can't take it, man. <laughs> Speaking of heart, um, somebody may get their heart ripped out on this next story. DC announced an Injustice animated movie. Ooh. Okay, here's where we go on this, right? Do they follow the comics or do mm-hmm. they follow the video games? See, I don't I don't know. I'm still early. Again, it's just announced. I'm hoping they do comics mm-hmm. versus the video game because mm-hmm. I think there's there's a huge difference, right? In the, the video game is way more violent. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. So wasn't the story the Joker finds a way to get the Joker gas mm-hmm. into Superman by like lacing it with kryptonite. Mm-hmm. He goes a little nuts. He thinks he's killing the Joker, like taking him up to space. Kills a pregnant Lois Lane. Kills a pregnant Lois Lane. Yeah. Ouch. I know it's soon, but think you'll ever love again? Maybe you won't kill your next family. And he finally comes to, comes back down, and realizes what's happened. And he just takes the Joker, rips his heart out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is... Oh, with Batman in the room. Exactly. And, and that's what makes Batman kind of change his idea of who Superman is. And that's where you get this dystopian, kind of yeah, authoritarian was, Superman yeah. with Batman fighting him. Yeah, like a, what do they say? A megalomaniac tyrant of Earth, mm-hmm. Superman. Like, he wants justice his way. It's like the one time you get to see Superman flex his power mm-hmm. to get people to bend to his well it's it's if superman was the villain that everybody kind of expects that kind of power to have Mm -hmm. right essentially omni-man yeah Mm -hmm. good point good point not in hiding right so i'm super excited for this i love dc animated films i love that they take a almost an adult approach to this Mm -hmm. well they've been going more and more into the rated r realm Mm -hmm. but it's been great because they're able to tell much more compelling stories yep so an advanced sneak peek of this film injustice will be available as a bonus for the upcoming Batman The Long Halloween Part 2 DVD Blu-ray their next animated film yeah that's another one I need to get into because I love the comic the comic is so good Mm -hmm. so I want to see how well they do the animated version of it we're going to get more details on this but like huge news on DC animation front this is crazy I can't wait till they start announcing like the voice cast and release dates and everything Injustice Superman I can't wait Yeah. you drugged me made me Lois my son. First Krypton, now Metropolis. People you love tend to blow up, don't they? So that's a lot of DC news. Right. In more HBO Max news, after a number of delays, the official reunion of Friends is happening on HBO Max. Is this as big as DC Injustice? I don't know. But I bet for some it is. For some people it is. I See, Friends was kind of so-so for me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are just like friends maniacs and I mean Jackie's rewatching the entire show right now mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it was okay to me did you watch it when like when it first came out wait how old were you when it first came out like were you in your teens were you in your 20s my teens that's probably it but I mean like the whole thing is even going back and watching it it's it's okay to me it's not it's not as big and it's probably a very unpopular opinion right? it's not that big of a thing for me but I understand where the cult following is I understand mm-hmm. why people like it so much I just I, I never got into it mm-hmm. I was into it I'll be honest mm-hmm. but you know I was that age you right know? i was a young adult this was going on so it's probably like relatable or something like mm-hmm. that not that i relate to six white people in new york drinking a lot of coffee but whatever <laughs> so the special sees the original cast come back to take a seat on the couch the, the coffee the coffee couch from central perk in front of the, the fountain mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw the trailer for it and it was actually kind of cute so we're gonna get the main cast back and a bunch of special guests like david beckham justin bieber bts <laughs> okay i think james gordon is like the host cindy crawford lady gaga Elliot Gould. Kit he was Harrington. Yeah, he was. He played um, Ross's dad, right? Elliot Gould. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kit Harrington, Mindy Kaling, Thomas Lennon, Tom Selleck. Tom Reese. Selleck and his mustache. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was in it. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. It's gonna be great. So I-, I hope Thomas Lennon grows his mustache out so that he can talk to Tom Selleck and they can have a mustache off. <laughs> That'd be great. Because Thomas Lennon can actually grow out a pretty good mustache. Who wants a mustache, right? That'd be great. So it's an unscripted reunion back on stage twenty-four, which is where they filmed it. Right. For the first time in like 15 plus years so the one where they reunite friends the reunion debuts on hbo max may 27th i might i might give it a chance hey i'll be there for you i'll be there for you 
I mentioned AEW being on TNT earlier. Right. Okay. Here's the story for you. So big news in AEW and more Warner Media news. So AEW is getting a second show called AEW Rampage. Okay. So a brand new show and it's coming Friday, August 13th, 10 p.m. They would start it on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. After SmackDown, the SmackDown's from eight to ten, right? So this is, it becomes like a huge block of wrestling I on wonder, Friday nights. I wonder if they're just trying to start because they couldn't get the Monday Night Wars going, and they won Wednesday. Yeah, they beat out NXT. Yeah, I think that they're I think they're trying to start a actual war on Fridays. It could be, it could be, but that's not the end of it. So AEW is getting a new show, Rampage. Right? Mm-hmm. It's also been confirmed that AEW Dynamite and Rampage will be moving to TBS. January of next year. Hmm. And on top of that, so they're leaving TNT, right? Right. Going to TBS, sister station, whatever. They're not completely leaving TNT. There will be like four annual Supercard events on TNT. So ah, think, think so about- like pay-per-views. Yes. Like pay-per-view level events, but on TNT. Yes. That's the key. So think about how WWE has the big four. Right. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, right? Right, right. Now AEW is going to have a big four on top of pay-per-views right. and two weekly shows so aew okay. is stepping it up they really are they're really trying to be that competition that warner media money oh yeah so there's a little i mean this is some big news but like why are they moving to tbs a lot of the speculation is because tnt has you know contracts with nhl and the nba and nba right and i as a fan of wrestling hate it when the show <laughs> gets preempted by like you know the bucks and the Suns are going into overtime i don't care about the bucks and Suns going into overtime just or, show me my aew i know right give me my chris Jericho and my Sammy Guevara, you know? I don't want to see bucks. <laughs> Give me the, the young guns. I don't want to do this. Come on. Exactly, right? Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, that, that really tells me that Warner Media, TNT, and TBS, both or all of them, value what AEW is bringing, right? Right. Second show, super card shows, both networks. They're going all in. Huh? See what I did I there? I see what you did there. Huh? All in on AEW. Now, nerds, if you noticed, we didn't mention any of the trailers that came out this week. And there's there's good reason for that. Because we had so much news and the interview this week, we couldn't get into all the trailers. But we posted everything on the Nerdington post. So, if you want to check out the trailers, um, it's going to give you a list of the ones we posted on there. So, we did The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, which actually looks pretty good, Monsters at Work, The Wonder Years, which I'm excited for. I'm sure you're excited for that. Oh, yeah. I was the one that posted it. Exactly. I loved it. I had all the feels when I, when I heard the song right we got a car chase sequence from the black widow we have the trailer for batman the long halloween part two the reboot reboot resurrection reboot got it and then we got a new tv spot for loki so guys go to the nerdington post check those out and just comment on them let us know what you guys think of all these new trailers we have to know how you guys feel about this stuff so much good stuff coming i don't know
All right, first rumor. What if I told you I had a date for MCU's What If Show? I would say you probably don't have a date yet. You're right, I don't, but I got a rumor <laughs> that says I do. What you got, man? So the series will consist of like 10 episodes, right? And it's already okay. renewed for the second season. Right. But rumor is, is that it's going to be coming in after Black Widow, but before Song Chi, right? Okay. And right as of right now, there's nothing being released in August of this year. So everybody's thinking, what if it's coming August? The Disney Plus. Interesting. Well, we'll see if that actually happens. We're only a few months away. It's true. But they haven't announced it, so we shall see what happens. Mm -hmm. But that's my nerd math. My, my nerd movie Disney Plus MCU math. So do you think that's true? Oh, I think it's true. I think it's happening. Want to bet? Let's bet. Yeah, I, I, taco. I also think it's true, too, though. Oh, okay. I, I also mean, think it's true. So I shall eat half of your taco. Uh, okay. How about no, Scott? Okay. Next MCU rumor, the villain for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be Shuma Garoff. Embrace chaos. Oh, yes. All right. Look, I talked about this before, right? Shuma Garoff is one of the characters that I've really wanted to see go up against Doctor Strange. Okay. Right. He is essentially a tentacled eye. Um, so he's a big okay. eyeball and, and he has a bunch of tentacles, but he's also. Sounds like Starro. Almost. <laughs> I, I, I want to say Starro. Is kind of based on him, but I mean, like Shuma Garoth, he is essentially like the bringer of death. He's like from another dimension, uh -huh. and he's basically like he he can collapse dimensions and destroy universes and stuff. Oh wow! So like Shuma Garoth, he's a pretty big villain, and I'm excited to see him come in here. Like I, I mentioned before, that I would want to see Shuma Garoth show up in the MCU at some point. And I think that's key, right? Like the whole multi-dimensional villain type thing, right? Because who did they announce? Zochil Gomez right yeah is gonna be america chavez right and doesn't she have like a dimensional thing yeah so she has like dimensional powers too like maybe shuma garoth is going after her or something like that be interesting to see if if they tie it together like that because mm -hmm. i mean you can also have shuma garoth go after uh dr strange mm. because i mean he is the sorcerer supreme and that's one of the things like you know shuma garoth goes after the sorcerer supreme because he craves the power oh okay so that makes sense mm -hmm. so we think this is this is gonna come true i hope it is sweet another half taco for me because i agree oh not again all right my last rumor is the green lantern series is eyeing jeremy irvine for the alan scott role okay so the casting description for alan scott was like he was 20 something year old male you know like kind of a, a hero in the 40s that sort of thing right so it, it's nice that they're staying true to who alan scott was in the comics yeah because alan scott he got powers from voodoo and he's essentially the original green lantern so yeah so it, it's nice that the way they describe described as like, hey, we're going to see this Alan Scott, this Green Lantern in the 40s. Right. Right. So cool. we got some rumors more casting news for Green Lantern. Kind of cool to see that. Jazz hands. Uh, dude, did you hear about this Dave Bautista thing that happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figured this would be the right place to talk about this and so it would be quick. But what I heard yeah. is that Dave Bautista was rumored to be in the next like Fast and the Furious movie or something like that. Right. Yeah. So Universal tried to set up a meeting with him to cast for Fast and the Furious. Uh-huh. Which, which, like, they brought on The Rock. Right. And he was huge. Right. And it makes sense to have, like, a huge dude. Like, I mean, you pretty much have the entire WWE happening in Fast and Furious, right? I'm okay John with Cena that. Now. John Cena! Mm -hmm. right. But, like, Dave Bautista comes and in Roman to do a Reigns. meeting. Roman Reigns, don't forget. Oh, that's right. Roman was in um, the, the last Rock movie. Yeah. The, yeah. That's Hobbs right. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. I forgot Roman was in that movie. But, yeah, no. So, Bautista t comes to take a meeting, and he goes, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Fast and the Furious, but let's talk about Gears of War. 
<laughs> right? So, and, and he tried to pitch a Gears of War movie. So he didn't want anything to do with Fast and the Furious. Right. He didn't care about the Fast and the Furious. He was just like, I just want to take a pitch meeting so I could talk about Gears of War, which is great because Microsoft has been trying to do a Gears of War movie for a while now. I thought it was cool just because in Gears of War 5, in the game out right now, there actually is a playable skin as Dave Bautista. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. So like, you know, he he like modeled and did mocap and whatnot. Oh, and okay. there's like a playable skin as Dave Bautista, like Dave Bautista in that world. So it's not like a character being played by Dave Bautista. It's Dave Bautista in the Gears of War game. I'm like, what kind of balls, what kind of money does Drax the Destroyer make to go like, yeah, I don't want to be in your movie. I'm going to pitch you a different movie. Right. That's crazy. And I mean, he's big and beefy enough to like fit, fill those shoes. Rumor is that he actually wants to play Dom. So, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be interested in, to see kind of where that goes. He's pretty much like like me, right? Like big and beefy. Sure, but much taller. We're, we're both Filipinos, so. Yeah, yeah. Right. M- but much taller and he has a way better six pack than I got more hair. Us. I got more hair. It's true. You do have more Young Phil. Yes, sir. Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m. We got Lego builds. Yup. So you got to see that Nintendo in person, right? Yeah, that was dope. Dude, that TV is so cool, right? You know, I was watching you guys build it for the past few weeks. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is pretty cool. But seeing it in person, oh my way gosh. Cooler. It's way cooler, especially when you did the, the TV piece. Yeah. How cool was that? So guys, this week, we are doing the Mustang, the 1967 Mustang Fastback. Very cool. How many pieces is that thing? 1,700. Wow. So that's probably another three weeks worth of build right there. I wanted the Razor Crest, but that Mustang looks pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, the Mustang's next, then we're going to do the Crest, and then from there i'll probably pick up the the darth vader helmet and do the vader helmet and whatnot from there now are we blowing up the mustang as well no no no, no. we're not blowing up the mustang so we're just blowing up the razor crest yeah i'm gonna take a soft mallet to it right, mm. and just blow up the crest i'm thinking if you build this by the fourth of july we can make this happen uh, i don't know if i want to uh, put a firecracker on there yeah something to think about okay so, let's just put an m80 right in the middle of it all right just there think about it all right so youtube facebook twitch right yes sir join young phil Aaron Thick and Double A. Yes, sir. As they build the Mustang. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we are planning on doing, instead of doing a bracket, we're planning on doing kind of a either top five or we're just going to talk about the most famous cars in like movies and TV. I love the themes. This is great. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about like famous cars. So we'll talk about like Herbie the Love Bug and favorite cars. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Cannonball Run or we'll talk about Dom's Charger or things like that. Like we're going to talk about like different cars and what they mean to us and stuff like that. Like stuff from movies and TV. You said Cannonball Run. I'm like, are they going to talk about Dom DeLuise? And you're like, Dom. I'm like, they're going to talk about Dom DeLuise. Which would be okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about Burt Reynolds' mustache. It's going to be great. Oh, absolutely. Mondays, 6 to 8. Lego builds, everybody. Do it! Young Phil. Yes, sir. You got any snacks? I got all kinds of snacks. Can I have them? No. Come on, let me it's have not them. for you. Who's it for? It's for whoever wins the contest. Ooh, contest. Talk to Contests. me. Contests. Yes. Guys, we have a Sour Patch Kids Red Berry Funko Pop. Ooh. I along like with three bags. Not one, not two, three bags of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> 
I like it. Right. So I've got an original bag of Sour Patch Kids. I've got a watermelon Sour Patch Kids, and I have the new tropical flavors Sour Patch Kids. My mouth is watering. Get your hand away from the candy. It's Ow. not for Ow. you. Just one. Just one. No. So guys, this is all you have to do, right? I have a post on Instagram and Facebook right now. All I need you guys to do is like the page, subscribe to the podcast, and tag a friend. This is the most important part. Tag a friend on the post. If you don't tag anybody, I can't give you credit. Oh, got it. Exactly. Otherwise, if you don't tag anybody, then, I mean, basically James get the, gets the candy and nobody wants that. Maybe I go like the post, tag you, and I'm already subscribed to the podcast, and I just take one of these bags. Yeah, and then I can tag Jackie, and Jackie can tag somebody else, and yeah, we'll see. I like it. Let's do it. All right. So somebody needs to win this. Otherwise, I'm taking them home. Exactly. Put your diets to the side. It's delicious candy. Facebook, Instagram, like, tag, and subscribe. Have something you want to discuss? Did you enjoy that interview with Brandon McKinney? I did. I, I did. Are you ready for a new Batman series? Did we miss any movie company mergers? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Guys, you got to buy us a taco. Join the taco party. Why would you not want to be a part of the taco party? I don't. I, I just don't get it. I can't fathom why you wouldn't want to be a part of the taco party. Join the party. Guys, all you have to do is go to distancenerding.com, mm-hmm. right? There's a little section right there that says buy us a taco. That easy. It's easy enough, right? Guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, at Distance Nerding. Before I forget, there is some special merch coming Ooh. very soon. We want to know who wants some. Yeah, guys, start pre-ordering these things that we're about to talk about here. Can we say it? Let's just say it. Let's just say it. Shirts. We have new Distance Nerding shirts coming, folks. Finally. So make sure to DM us, get a hold of us, text us, tell our moms, whatever. Let us know you want some shirts. Let us know the sizes. We just want to get these orders out yeah um, as soon as we can get them out to you we already just finalized the order so Woo! super excited i'm so excited on this and these are different than the ones that that we currently have so much cooler than the ones that we have (laughs) i like the ones that we have too the ones we have are very basic by comparison oh come on but they're great i love these new ones coming i'm super excited if if you want them make sure you dm us let us know we'll get yours reserved we have a very limited number coming so we just want to make sure that people that want them get them right thanks nerds keep nerding together it's gonna be taco time. Give me some tacos. It's time for, for some tacos. What was Jackie cooking out there? There was some good stuff. It's smelling good. She actually made uh, Vietnamese garlic noodles. Garlic noodle tacos? I'm in. Let's do it. Distance nerding. Taco time. I'm going to have a Sour Patch appetizer. You are not going to touch the Sour Patch kids because they're not for you. We going to get some tacos, though. Oh, yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 